Right? <laughs> You're in Samantha's room. <laughs> this uh, this could be the mall. Hey. That's confusing enough. If that's the yeah. mall, it's been the same lavender room for the past. Yeah, two months. I haven't been doing doing Five it at months. the mall since November. But I do, I do miss, I do miss Orange Julius. That's one of the biggest things. Uh, yeah. There's, um, are we recording? Yes, we are now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, producer, for letting us know. No, no problem. That's my whole thing. It's like not to let listen. you know when I'm recording. Uh, listen, I have, I have a car alarm going. Now as, a, as a participant, and now I hope that you can real see the, you, the, the, you can see behind the curtain now, and you can see that he's not the Wizard of Oz. He's just an idiot with a computer. And a microphone. And, uh, and a microphone. And the power to mute both of us. So if he has a, he has an un, he has an unusual amount of power. That is why I'm, you know, Oz. Yeah. The Almighty. It's po- It's possible he's been recording for ten minutes and we just didn't know. No, I wouldn't have done that to you. But I figured the Orange Julius thing, which was funny as is, that they don't really exist. It seems like you you what? There's one mall that you know of that still has an Orange Julius. Hey. The, the only Orange Julius that I know of is that mall in, I think it's still called the Burbank Media Center, um, right next to where the old Ikea is. Well, now it's, there's a new Ikea that's not too far, but it used to be attached to the old Ikea. Um, and that and there was a P.F. Chang's there, but the P.F. Chang's is closed. And last, you know, it's been a while since I've been in L.A., since November, but yeah, there was still an Orange Julius there. There was one in Fox Hills, which is now, you know, West Westfield. Oh, it's OBS. It's always it's the it's Fox always. Hills Mall. Um, but I actually I remember that there's a DQ there, but I don't remember if Orange Julius is still attached to it or not. I don't. It's been a while since I've been on that side of the mall because I always go, as you know, to the Olive Garden. Of course, of course. Why well, I, I always hit up the I like to hit up the uh, the food court so you know I love me some mongrel. Fantastic food. I can't believe it's still there. Yes. <laughs> Yes, for any listeners out there, yes, there is a Mongolian barbecue place at a mall in Southern California called Mongol. Fantastic. And that's not coming from my side of of the the mic. We usually get that anyways over here. It's just usually, I'm like, wow, okay, that's that's on Sam's end, I'm guessing. There used to be a place called Mongols in Westwood. Do you remember that? Yeah, and now it's the, um, it's it's north, um... Uh, what, northern, northern cafe northern cafe yeah so much better <laughs> uh yeah i don't think i ever went to that mongolian but bar- you know what to be honest with you i don't know if i've ever had mongolian barbecue hmm. that was delicious it yeah. is good genghis khan knew what he was doing man <laughs> well he did he did take over with two-thirds of the known world he, he was pretty good i don't know if and there's, good there's is some the right word crazy- to use there's some crazy t- statistic that worldwide, he like a percentage of people who are directly descended from Genghis Khan worldwide is is shockingly high. Yeah, he had that he had that many kids. Yeah, that I've I've heard that one. I I forgot where I read that that report. Uh, and a very unceremonious death. He fell off a horse. Oh, yeah, did, bummer. Speaking of that, did you ever see Marco Polo? Did he ever see Marco? No. Did you guys ever see Marco Polo? No, I saw it. No, the show, Nate. Seriously, he's old. He's dead. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) No, I heard that the show was okay. I just, it's on my, like, a list of things to watch. But as you know, I don't have the pleasure of binge watching shows like single people because I have a child during quarantine. And what? I I could not see that being, like, causing any trouble for you. Well, right now she's playing Animal Crossing with Josh, which is nice. So that's a video game at least. But most of the day it's like Sesame Street or whatever crappy show that she likes to watch that has no educational value. And then we kind of tell her, okay, you need to watch something educational. And then we do like pre-K stuff. She's learning how to read and all that stuff. So we like set her down and make her do lessons. And we try to make her clean the house, which doesn't work either because it's like she builds forts and stuff and she never cleans it up. So my house is a mess, but I'm like, no one's coming over. So who cares? That's a fair point. But it still needs to be relatively clean, you know, or just in case there's a fire or some sort of weird emergency and we can't, like, you know, all the doors are blocked for whatever reason. Her toys are pretty problematic because she has, like, little beads everywhere because she likes to make bracelets and stuff. Oof. Those are the worst. 
It's like uh, Home Alone. It's like Home Alone, yeah, basically. Yeah, I, I can picture you and Josh. By the way, this is uh, Hugh's lack of producing well, prowess. I was trying to sneak we're in. We're about we're about ten minutes in, and there's nobody listening to this knows what the 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 woman's voice is. Well, you said it enough last <laughs> week, but what? Oh happened? yeah. Oh, I mentioned her name plenty last week. Okay. Not actually introduced her. So people well, listening. You guys were like, talking. There's, there's a voice. Who is that voice? Okay. Welcome to what happened to us, and it's not ten minutes in, so. You know, okay. stick that where you you know want to, Nate. Uh, welcome with Nate, not Nate, and our friend Sam, friend of the show. Very big, very Hi. big, friend. big so, friend of the show. Big friend. Well, more friends of Nate, to be clear. I mean, we're friends, you. Yeah, but I've been friends with Nate a lot longer. I, I'm not arguing yeah. at any since point college. Here, so. <laughs> yeah. We were roommates once. Remember? Yeah, we were. Well, Sam and I are. are the story of our meeting is quite uh, quite fun <laughs> over the years. Sam and I met uh, in a class together because we fell asleep leaning against each other in a in a college lecture hall, and that's how we met. So you uh, fell the class asleep. Was, what? Like was it like head we to head leaning? Asleep. Literally, like when two people like falling asleep against each other on an airplane. Yeah, pretty much as I recall. I had a good excuse, but I don't know uh, about your uh, excuse. Oh, he, she had a fantastic excuse, uh, which you can you can tell them, but. Um, Yes, because uh, you, Sam, worked at Starbucks and opened Starbucks because you were like management. Were you a manager? I was like a shift supervisor, which, you know, they hand that title out to anybody that's been there for more than like a year. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and Sam, so she was up at what, five o'clock or four o'clock? Four, we, we had to be there at 4.15 and the store opened at five. And Jesus. you wouldn't, you'd be surprised how many people are literally like baking on the door at five o'clock in the morning at Starbucks. It's kind of ridiculous. Um but then I would work until like noonish, and then I would take classes in the afternoon. And by that time, I was like exhausted, and I smelled really bad. I smelled like you know, bad coffee. So uh, I would always fall asleep in all my afternoon classes. Um, and it was, and the class was called Bio Forty yes. AIDS, AIDS, and other sexually transmitted diseases. Very, very, uh, very influential, influential course on my life. Yes, it was called AIDS and other sexually sexually transmitted diseases or infectious. Whatever it was. I think it's sexual justice diseases before they changed it to STIs now, which I, I mean, I understand that they changed it. But the professor was hilarious because he was, um, I forgot his name, but they. Dr. They, Dr. Frank Bowman. Of course. They yeah, but like in, no, but in South Park, they. Yeah. What? Professor Lohman, Josh? Bowman. Bowman. Yeah, that's yeah. What I said. Bowman. Yeah, no, I know. But what was his name in, um, in South Park? Did they change his name? I don't remember, but he was yeah. like drawn into South Park because yeah, so was... many people have taken him and he's legendary. Yeah, Matt Parker and Trace, the other way around, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, they, they based several uh, characters um, on the show on South Park on UCLA professors. The, the, I, don't, I, I, can, I never remember which one it was, but the, the, the guidance counselor on South Park, the one who goes, okay. Mr. Mackey. Is, yeah, he's also a professor at UCLA. Some well, might not be anymore, but he was. But yeah, Dr. Frank Bowman was. Uh, was a character on South Park. He he was this crazy old man. He wore. Did he wear Hawaiian shirts? I know he carried. He walked yes. a walking. He had a walking stick, which is already eccentric enough. But I believe he wore Hawaiian shirts as well, and he was insane. And uh, yeah, Sam had a noble excuse for falling asleep in class that day. She'd been up since four o'clock. I was just lazy. The uh, that's another, another that, that's uh, well, I, 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 this actually is how I make friends, evidently, because um, Angela Chen, another one of our very close friends that we went to college with, I met her in a chemistry lecture hall because I fell asleep and then woke up and was sort of copying her notes because I wanted to see what I missed. And then she accused me of copying her notes, <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. So basically, the story of my making friends most of the time involves me somehow falling asleep. So you're lucky because Bio 40 was like an elective class for you because it's it's basically like a science for non-science majors, but Nate took it anyway, even though he was a science major. And I don't even think you got credit for it, right? Like towards it your No, it didn't. Major. Even as an elective, it didn't help me. I took it because another friend of ours, um, Andrea, she she took it. Uh, this So Sam and I met our sophomore year taking this. Another friend of ours took it freshman year, and she dated my roommate, my dorm mate. So she and I became friends, and she was just always talking about how this class was a lot of fun, fun, and that that it just was like easy, and yeah, it didn't do me any good, but it was damn fun. Like it was an interesting class. 
Hmm. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What's those are things that are important to know. AIDS and sexually transmitted diseases. I'd imagine so. Yeah. And so we've been, and I can't remember what quarter that was, but that would have been either 99 or 2000, depending on I think on it what, was spring because I took the same, I met Mike that semester and we you, were taking Rocks for Jocks. So it was like Earth and Space Science 1. <laughs> rocks. Yeah. I, <laughs> That, again, that was not a class. That would also would have been a class that did me zero to no. Well, zero to no good. No good at all. But but at least bio forty sounded fun. No, Rocks but these are like science Rocks. classes for people that are non science majors. So I took right. them because I needed a science prerequisite, and I hated science. So you know. Did you guys? That's have why to, they're easy. No, no. For, out of the curiosity of the guy who didn't go to a UC school or a big college in general, university. Sorry. Or uh, a men's college, for that matter. Fair, fair point. Uh, did you guys have to do like a lab and non-lab classes? Well, I did do a lot of lab well, classes. Well, you, you yeah. I was a science major. Yeah, so little, that yeah. doesn't really make sense. So that, that was a more for Sam. I think so because some of my classes did have labs, and I would have like not chosen it right. because of that. But I think I had to. Yeah. Um, but, it was my mistake because I was overloaded my my junior year of high school, and I was taking AP Bio, and I decided not to take the bio test because I had oh. all these other classes that I was studying for, and I should have just to kind of get rid of that prerequisite because I think I would have done well. Um, but yeah, that was my mistake, and I could have saved a lot of money in college for that. But whatever, it is what it is. But um, if- I wouldn't have met Nate or Mike. That's true. And if you want a true, true example, get, get, getting back to the, my previous laziness about how I meet all my met all my friends with me falling asleep, um, I took so many AP classes in high school. Like I took five, I think, that I actually technically came into UCLA as a sophomore, and I still had to take one extra class after four after four years to graduate. So that's how lazy I am. Is that lazy, or did you just do extra work? I was being, um, um, I would actually, that's exactly, I guess you're right. Cause I took so, I took so many classes I didn't need to. I was, you took a I, lot of non-major classes and I felt like you had a broad education. I was really, really impressed because you took the Beatles class, right? I took, yeah, I ended up. Which was really hard to get into. I took I music. I, I, yeah, my, my, I think it was my junior year. I started taking music history classes just cause they sounded cool. Like I took, um, a history, it was a Beatles class history, um, it uh it's literally music history all about the beatles i took a beethoven class sophomore year that was just all beethoven and then i took uh you know because as as we've ta- discussed many times i went i was a bit of a raver loved loved the electronic dance music i took a hi- history of electronic dance music and it, it, it i didn't realize and i was just taking these all for fun i didn't realize until my senior year that i was like one credit short of being a music history minor that oh. i didn't even i wasn't even trying I just like those classes. I took several. You should have taken one more class and just gotten a minor. I should. And I took so many film classes just because I love that stuff. So, yeah, I took. So, exact. Okay. So, I, I retract the lazy statement. I just wasn't taking the class. If I, t- if I was stuck to the classes I just should have stuck to, I probably would have been out a year early. You pulled like a Van Wilder without. Pretty in, much. In four years. Not, I don't even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't have quite the, the power on campus of a Van Wilder. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although I do have to note that the film class at UCLA, the intro class is amazing. I think most of my friends took it. It, it I still have the book. Josh took it too. My um, very fr- Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say we have we both have the same copy of the same book and we still bo- both won't get rid of it. Yeah, my very very first class at UCLA was a film class. Like the very like week 1 started on a third, well, I guess week 0 started on a Thursday and my very first class was a was a lecture film. It was a Film 114, Film and so- Social Change, taught by Professor Tashomi Gabriel. I will never forget that. I was going to ask if it was the Italian film class, because that's basically the porn class. <laughs> Wait, what, what? No, uh, no, yeah, there's, yeah, no. The, this one was Film and Social Change, so it was kind of like not not that, it wasn't a lot of nudity and such. But uh, I did take another, I, t- I did take a, a film, an European film class that just so happened that particular quarter, the base, the, it was just based on musicals. So it was, it was all European films, but all we did was watch European musicals. So basically it was stuff like watching like Hard Day's Night and The Wall, Pink Floyd's The Wall and all the um, quadrophenia. So basically it was all like music movies, which was actually pretty cool. Did you have to watch Yellow Submarine? 
We did watch Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it was a lot of Beatles stuff. A lot of like, drugs a lot of, a, involved a lot, in like in those. Well, yeah. If you oh Tommy, oh my God, if you want a drug drug addled movie, the film version of the the Who's Tommy is out of control. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I, so we, we yeah. I just feel a little. I don't jealous. think I've ever seen it. Uh, don't show it to Kira. It's <laughs> not. It's it's nightmare fuel. It's nightmare fuel. Are we talking like Gremlins Nightmare Fuel as a uh, child? Well, no, well it's it, as much as many of the films from the 70s. Uh, it has a very, if I had to describe it to another 70s film in terms of overall looks and things, it's pretty close to Clockwork Orange. Okay. What about Watership so, but Down? Yet it's, but I don't know if I've seen that. The car, the, this, this is how messed up our parents were back in the day. Uh, Watership Down was like obviously a, an animated rabbit movie and done in like the late seventies, they, they've redone it on Netflix. It's like a mini series on Netflix now. But, uh, as a kid, you watch that, your parents are like, Oh, it's a cartoon and it's dogs ripping apart rabbits. Oh, lovely. There's a couple scenes and like rabbits fighting each. I, I haven't seen it obviously since I was like five or six, but Jesus, it was a disturbing movie as a child that, you know, that parents shouldn't yeah. introduce their children to. Yeah. Don't, don't show care that one either. Yeah, I watched a lot of really inappropriate things because I was the youngest of four kids and my brother thought it was hilarious for me to watch all, you know, like in the 80s, like all the horror films that came out, like oh. the cheesy ones, but they're still scary. Yeah, so like I, re I refuse to watch horror films now. And I mean, Kira gets scared over like the simplest things. Like, well, first of all, to be fair, the old Disney movies we're, we're watching are freaking scary. I don't, I don't know if we can curse on this yeah, podcast. Yes, so you're allowed but... to swear as much as you fucking want. Okay, but Pinocchio... Um, we just watched recently and they like go to that weird island and they all drink and smoke and they turn into donkeys and I'm like, I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah. It's it's super creepy and like, you know, all the um Mr. Fox or whatever his name is, I forgot his name, he's like chasing after him to try to get him to go into the circus and stuff. I'm like, this is scary. Snow White's scary. Like there's all these classic movies that are super scary. And she gets you know, she gets freaked out by, like, Ursula and, like, Jafar, like, the typical villains, yeah. right? And then I'm thinking, I'm like, it is really scary for a kid. I'm like, what am I doing to my child? But then I want to watch them. So, selfishly, I'm like, fine, I guess we have to deal with this, huh? Don't forget about the racism. The very casual oh, yeah. racism. Yeah. I thought they got rid and of that. There's a lot of that. Uh. No, they no. All they did is like on Disney Plus now. They 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 put like warnings, like oh the on, disclaimer. The of the, there's a disclaimer basically saying, yeah, we know we we know this is pretty rare. I mean, they they got rid of like it's like Song of the South. You can't find Disney buried that. Yeah, but but like yeah, the you know the crows and Dumbo. Like there's some bad like. Oh no, we did we, we did a whole Hell. thing about this. I think it, early on. Oh, we've talked about this before. Hell, and I mean, just getting back to Pinocchio, Geppetto's probably a pedophile. Which is, you know, problematic on multiple levels. He was oh, trying to create a boy. That. He was trying to, he was lonely. I want a real boy. So he created, so he created a boy. Yeah. <laughs> not a wife. Not a, not, yeah, not, not a, a wife. Not, not somebody his own age. He created a little boy. Well, he probably what didn't that? have that much wood to make a puppet. <laughs> For life-size people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, that's fair. This, oh, God. Wooden sex dolls. There we go. That's don't worry. D Disney's not going to sue us, I don't think. A headline today about, I think it's somewhere in Korea or something. Um, don't quote me on this, but it's something about they were using like sex dolls to fill stadiums. Yes, yes they were. Yes. yes. It was, yes. It's a Korean soccer team called FC Seoul. And the, I, I was actually listening to a radio. Yeah, so for listeners who have not, yes, it, this Korean soccer is back. and But of course, just like Korean baseball, they're instead of the stands being just flat out empty, they're putting things like mannequins and, and cardboard cutouts and things, which is weird because the whole thing about a crowd is not you seeing an empty stadium. It's hearing the noise. But yes, and some eagle eyed viewer somehow noticed that. The, and what's especially what's noticed that a lot of these mannequins that are in the stands of this particular team, FC Seoul, they're sex dolls. But the thing is, is like how who recognized that? Who noticed that? Who's watching that on TV and was like, I know that doll. Not just that. They Lots called of Korean men. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They, yeah. But they called them out. It's like you just couldn't let it lie. Just be like, eh, okay, I get it. Well, and, and see, for me, it's like a cost issue. It's like it's so much more expensive to buy the doll. Why don't you just get a man mannequins are cheaper, aren't they? I mean, uh, you think so? Maybe not. Looks I don't know. More, more life. I don't know what the, the prices are. 
Uh, let me give me a second. Hugh, you go back and look at your receipts. And yeah, see. I, I'll, I'll go find out. Hold on a second. Well, and a lot of these mannequins too are just because they're trying to promote the you know healthy social distancing and whatnot. They're putting masks even on the mannequins. So, so you really have to be eagle-eyed to notice that that's a sex doll wearing a mask. Like that's creepy. Well, yeah, because their mouths aren't open. <laughs> exactly, that is true. Actually, it would be a whole lot creepier if they weren't wearing masks. Because it'd be like, or maybe, are... maybe they were mannequins that had an ancient Egyptian spell that turned into a real woman in at nighttime. Uh, are we doing mannequin? Or are we doing? Um, yes, we are. Weird science. Uh, she... Okay, that well, or she could also be talking about mannequin two on the move. No one, no one talks about that one, Nate. Uh, well, that was before we canceled Christy Swanson. That was one of her finest works. Well, technically, word science, it was a Barbie doll, and they, they, they created her. Like, mannequin was was an ancient Egyptian spell. I, 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 <laughs> it's I'm very a, specific. I'm, I'm aware <laughs> yeah. of the... Uh, was I, that the I don't same? think... I don't think as a kid... I, you know, I love mannequin as a kid. I still love mannequin. It's cheesy as hell. It's fun. Great song. Uh, uh, nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Yeah. yeah former, former karaoke song. But now we never really did that much. But... Um, uh, yeah, I don't think I remembered as a kid that whole Egyptian curse plot line that the movie started with. I don't, as a kid, for some reason, that erased that from my memory. So I, when I watched it many, many years later, I was like, wait, what? This is, I, don't, I didn't remember why she came to life, but I certainly didn't remember being an Egyptian curse. Very strange. Well, to answer you guys' question about the cost of what these sex dolls go for, uh, back in 2018, Vox article, uh, a customizable real doll costs about six thousand dollars so so that's my point because like a mannequin should probably cost less than that so like whoever's putting these these sex dolls in these stadiums they're spending a lot of money i mean or maybe they just had extras lying around there are are cheaper ones that go for about seven hundred dollars to like sixteen hundred but you know once again uh it depends i'm not going deep search on my search engine for sex dolls it's all right here. You're not using a work computer. You're fine. I am using a work computer technically. Oh, yeah. But it's my work. So then again, my search engine, I, I, once again, I, I'll say this. I've been working on some projects that are very disturbing, and my search engine has become quite disturbing in general. Just do incognito. It's fine. Inc- I'm assuming yours automatically pops up incognito anyway, right? No. no. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know. What, yeah. Uh, yes. Oh. I just got an email because I um, bought tickets to Steely Dan at the Hollywood Bowl oh, with, no. Steve, with Steve Winwood. Awesome oh, concert. Man. man, that is a great concert. You know who would want to go to that concert? Steve. Who? who? Steve, our other top listener. Oh, hi, Steve. He's a big Steely uh, Dan fan. Steve Winwood and Steely Dan. That is a power a show. That is a... Yeah, and they told me that it's been rescheduled, but I can get a refund if I want to. But they didn't really tell us when it's being rescheduled for obvious reasons. Next year. Do I sit on this or do I take the money now? Take the money and run? <laughs> well, that's where Ticketmaster and a lot of these um, like promotion promoters are getting in trouble now is because the they keep postponing shows instead of flat out canceling them because if they keep postponing them they don't legally have to offer refunds but if they cancel them they do but right so- and also like they keep your money i mean i think that's their way of staying afloat which i totally understand from a business standpoint but they need to give us like dates and stuff at least you know it, or something who knows if when if and when i mean concerts are going to be allowed again if that's going to be a long time i mean granted we talk about this all the time it's once there's a vaccine then then everything sort of can go back to normal but until then i don't i i, I mean think... keith urban did a uh sorry i mean interrupt no no, no, like, no you're fine keith no did, no keith urban did a concert last week in nashville which was pretty cool he did it for it was just all for frontline health workers and it was um at a drive drive-in theater which are now becoming very big again because right. of obvious reasons he did a concert where he performed there live but obviously all of the healthcare workers who were in the audience stayed in their cars so i, I mean I, so in the short term I, maybe that could be the future of co- concerts in the short term i don't know i mean there's drive-through strip clubs now so there are drive-through strip clubs which yeah yeah you gotta leave it to like the sex industry to, to be the revolutionary like 
people to think of things. I mean, that's how the internet was invented, right? But um, or destroyed yeah, those industries in the process. Well, there's that. Yeah. There's that, that yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, porn does drive uh, technology. Drive it drives innovation. Um, Blu-ray over HD DVD. Yeah. Uh, I think Josh wrote a whole paper about it in college. I think it was used in Tropic Thunder. Like this whole con- that, that whole conversation happened in Tropic Thunder. It's like, oh, follow the porn. They'll yeah. They they determine what technology we should follow. Oh, uh, hi Kira. Hi Kira. I can't hear you because I'm I have one earbuds. Yeah. Hi. Hello, hello. We, 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 we can, we should, we can change, we can change gears, change subjects. Well, she real can't quick. hear. I guess Kira can't hear us. So that is true. Nope. She, she can hear Sam saying something. So, um, uh, but oh, to get to your point, Nate, when it comes to the concerts and everything else like that, I think they've been pretty much canceledish for large event, like the arena type shows. Yeah. I think the smaller shows are going to be a thing um, now, because because of a. Ha- a little bit of it inside towards things a little bit. I think there, it just depends on, as you say, the vaccine, but you know, how the States handle it. Like each state, each individual state, obviously the Supreme courts of each state are pulling back the rug or pulling the rug underneath the governors right now in certain States like Wisconsin and Oregon just, just both got, this isn't constitutional because Christians want to go to church. Yeah, church church is essential somehow. But they could do that over Zoom or whatever. Like they don't yeah. need to congregate in like the same building. Like it's a spiritual thing anyway that they have a, a pastor talking to you or whatever priest or I don't I don't know. Obviously, I'm super religious. <laughs> um, uh, like, what's the difference between being physically there versus like you're listening? The whole point is listening to the sermon every week, right? Uh, you're, right. You're, you're thinking rationally, there, Sam. Yeah, but you have to like prove to other people that you go to church every week, which is messed up, right? Like that's well, the no, whole reason why you're there, uh, in a way. True. Well, it's 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 common knowledge, Sam, that God takes attendance. God knows when you're there. No. The uh, there's like the people that think that they're not going to get sick because of God, and I'm like, there's been many plagues and many things yeah, in the past, that, and, that you know, that has happened. Good. That has not worked out well in history. He's not the nicest person. Or he's not a person, but he's not the nicest, omnipotent, whatever. Being? Like, thing? Being, yeah. Thing. No, um, God's kind of a dick in Christianity. He is. If you look at if you look at the Bible, I'm like, why are people believing in this? And why are they, like, putting all of their faith into this person or this thing that's, like, vengeful? And, like, you want to blame it on somebody else and blame it on all the, like, sinners and Satan and all that stuff. But I'm like, he's allowing it. All the yeah. stuff that's been happening, like over the past couple hundred years, that have been bad, like it's happening. God wills like, it. God wills it. Sorry. Yeah, and and they always tell you know when when sports teams like claim God was on their side, it's like okay, well there's the other side of that coin. So God wanted the other teams to lose. Yes. Like that's that seems strange. Absolutely. God chose you to win the Oscar. Well, well he was he betting. The other five people to lose. He made a ton of money. <laughs> I don't think God's allowed to bet. That seems unfair. That's unless like he uses other people to bet for him. <laughs> that's what I assume anyway. That's a good point. But what's money to him anyway? That's a good point. I mean, he has Very nothing good. but power, so he should be just fine. And I don't know why he'd be wasting his time with this backwoods planet. But that's that's true. Hey, yeah. The um, the thing that's so amazing is the aliens thing just came and went. Like literally three. That, that's how messed up the world is right now. That three weeks ago, the government admitted that we had UFOs, and nobody cared. Like, oh, people care. You just need to go to the deep internet to find it. Oh yeah, yeah. But well, the problem is, is the people that always believed that were hardcore believers in the first place are kind of busy right now with all their other canon conspiracy things. But like, you, th- you they're know, they're in a bunker and they don't realize what's happening right now. Those are those people. That is true. That is true. <laughs> The one thing I thought would come good, the good would come out of this whole alien, they, they are, you know, government saying, yeah, aliens are real, we've had UFOs, is that I was hoping that Tom, Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 would, like, rejoin the band now. That was the whole reason he left Blink in the first place, was to go look for aliens. Problem solved. Wait, seriously? Answer. Yes. Yeah, he left to go pursue his dream of, of, like, discovering alien life, and so that's why he left Blink-182. Now that it question's been answered, now he can go back to Blink-182. 
the question is, will they, Mark and uh, Travis take him back? Probably not. No, I think they're doing pretty well without him, to be honest. They are. They are. It's not the same, but no. they're doing pretty well without him. Also, speaking of Travis, did you see that Post Malone um, Nirvana tribute that Travis Barker played drums for? It was actually kind of amazing, and I'm not even a big fan of Post Malone at all. I'm not either, but I saw that, and it was very cool. He's a very talented dude. Like, you know, whether you, you like, you know, like his music and or not. Same thing with, a, you know, this is going to be a, a detour to compare Post Malone and Justin Bieber, but you can feel however you want about Justin Bieber. Dude is extremely talented. He plays like 20 instruments. So does Post Malone. Yeah. You might not like their music, but, you know, oh. teach their Speaking to our time, did you guys see? Have seen Goldfinger has made a little bit of a comeback recently. The band, yeah, yeah. Josh told me about it because he's a big Goldfinger fan. They're they're crushing it wow. right now. They're they're doing like videos and new songs, and it's actually really really good. It's a bit of a throwback to that ska era, but it's still. It's... Yeah, that was. I mean, hell, that was back in the when. I mean, that was no, that was even before that was. We were in high school when that was a thing. Yeah. Well, you guys were. Yeah. Well, you're only a year older. You're not that much older than us, dude. <laughs> yeah. Feel it. I would have been in the same high school. <laughs> yeah, Wait, sure. wasn't it was it Goldfinger that did that awesome um uh cover of ninety nine Luft Balloons? Was that Goldfinger? I think it was it was on the, the I don't it was on the Not Another Teen Movie soundtrack. I wanna say it was. It was an awesome like punk, punk ska cover of ninety nine Luft Balloons. I, they even did they even they did, did the German verse. They, they did they did do it, yes. Yeah, I remember that. I, that was a great soundtrack. Back in two thousand. No, was that did not another really good It was. was really, it's it, still it, it, it gave us Chris Evans. It gave us Captain America. Oh. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Anna Ferris. Was, was Anna Ferris? Anna Ferris. I was gonna say that I couldn't That's remember. Scary, if, like, yeah, well, I know she got her. She was known for the scary movies, but I couldn't remember if she was also in not another team movie. Uh, hold on. It all kind of blurs, to be honest. It wasn't her, I don't believe. Like, she was in scary movies. No, I don't. Uh, Lacey, uh, what is it? Lacey. Kyler Kyler Lay was in it, wasn't she? Shea Shea Bear, yeah. Okay, I liked her. Uh, Jamie Priestley was in it. Oh, that's right. And it's Presley. Presley? Oh, Priestley. Yeah, Presley, sorry. Uh, butchering names. Sorry, Welcome I to my. Hey, no, no, no. It's now right here, right, right away, instead of he, the normal. I know. Instead of texting yeah, you a couple yeah, of days later. Yeah, this yeah. is the, the, we're getting real time. Well, see, this is this is proving two things. This is proving a he was terrible at research because he can't even. He's literally reading off his phone right now. But rather than Sam correcting us two days from now, when when, when she listens to it, she can correct us in real time, yeah, well. which is fun. Which is fun. You know, I actually never really liked her until I saw My Name is Earl, and I thought she was great. It was, I same. I feel the same way. Not a Poison Ivy 3 fan, it turns out. No, I like the first two better. Hugh, Hugh is a big Poison Ivy fan. He keeps he keeps calling it back. Eh. It, it was, I used he, to work at a video store. It was a rebirth for a lot of actresses, that, that series. Yeah, it was. What we, I mean, we've discussed it before. It was, uh, Drew, Barrymore. Drew Barrymore was one. Alyssa Milano was two. two. Yep. And Jamie Press Jamie Priestley was was three. Yes. So. Also Sarah Sarah Gilbert. Oh yes, in the original. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Tom. Yeah. Tom, what's his name from Top Garrett. Gun? Tom Skerritt. Yes. Uh, oh, I forgot about him. He's fantastic. He's. Oh, I don't know. I I don't. I have not seen if he's reprising his role in Top Gun two. I don't believe so. I, I'm really well because it looks like based on the trailers, it looks like that that role of like senior, per you know the 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 uh, Michael Ironside Tom Tom Skerritt role and um from from the first one is now Ed um, Ed Harris. It looks like at least based on the trailer. Right. Is, has a second uh, trailer dropped for that yet, or is it just? I don't know if it, there's been. More. I'm the thing that I'm really not well interested to see, but also concerned is what on earth Val Kilmer is going to do in that since he can't speak. Like he like physically cannot talk. Like he he, he had a his his voice back removed, box right? essentially, not his jaw. He had like a it's not a tracheotomy, but it's a, it's a the surgery he had because of his his cancer. It's the the trachea was essentially removed. Right. So he he can barely he can't even really get the airflow enough to barely he can barely whisper now. Right. So when he, when he speaks, so they said I everything I've read is he shot 
scenes to be Iceman again, but like, how are you going to do that when he's so noticeably? I mean, unless they're going to make his character sick, which they could do. Yeah, but it's it's I, I'm, it's very sad. I'm like, I'm really curious what they're going to do. He also doesn't really look that great. No, he, <laughs> like physically, which I know it doesn't matter, but it kind of does when you're in a movie like that. Well, it's the same thing, and because he, he had so much of his jaw and like removed, it's the same thing like with Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert couldn't speak anymore, and Roger Ebert would always have to carry, wear that like that. Um, it was almost like a turtleneck kind of thing. Um, over his neck because he had such a large piece of his jaw removed, and now if you see Val Kilmer, he's always wearing scarves and things. So I don't, I don't know what he what he looks like without the scarves. But you know, Iceman was just such an iconic character, and it'd be weird to have an Iceman who can't talk. Well, and also so I don't know how they're going to do it. You compare him to Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise looks great. He hasn't aged. Let's be honest. No, not at all. No. So it's like you put them next to each other. Like what? What? Like I don't, I don't know how that's gonna. I'll work out. I mean, I feel bad for Val Kilmer because I think he's great. Um, but he didn't it's, sell his it's soul really to the devil. What's that? He didn't sell his soul to the devil to look young forever. No, it's he sold his soul to Ron L. Ron, Ron L. Hubbard or yeah. whatever oh, his name is. Oh, the the, the, the aliens, right? Zenu. Zenu. Oh uh, no! Well, it, I I just pulled up an article saying that there is evidence in whatever that. Iceman does he is sick in the movie okay I mean so you know that's that's I mean I I can't imagine them doing it any other way since they you know you couldn't just not address it the fact that he you know I I don't but that's okay well I'm glad he got to be part of it I mean it's what 10 years too late almost but I don't care I'm gonna I'm looking forward to it uh do you like reading the stories about how Cher saved him but yeah how what safe what Cher saved him apparently she like let him stay at her house when he was like broke and sick. Oh. People article. I oh, I think I saved it. Yeah, I yeah, think it's amazing. I really, I really want to read his his book. Is I'm your Huckleberry the his mem- memoir? Like, it's it just sucks that I mean, well, it sucks when anybody gets sick, but him especially because all of his characters were just such good talkers. Like every character ever played, like you know. The, his Mount Rushmore of movies, they were all like the best part of the movie because they were always like very funny, smart asses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's on par with like the fact, like people's, how, how not ironic, but how awful it was that somebody like Muhammad Ali lost the ability to speak because he was such a talker. Right. And then like, hit, you know, in the end, he was completely silent, which is basically what Val Kilmer's become. Oh, I like it. First Sight was so good because, you know, he was blind. Yes, he was. And then he got his sight back. But then he lost it. Spoiler alert. Uh, that was, I saw that back in the UCLA days. I saw that at the Avco Cinema in, in Westwood. The uh, It was not a good movie. It was not a good movie at all. No. Was that before or after The Saint? Because that kind of ruined his career for a while. Saint was, Saint was high school. We were in high school. In the okay. Saint. And the, the best, the, 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 um, and that, the, that's actually why he stopped being Batman. Because he wanted to go do The Saint. So he was just like, I'm good being Batman once. Um, which was a good call on his part. Yeah, probably. Cause I don't think his, I, his career seemed to be just fine by being in Batman forever, but I don't know if how well it would have lasted had he been in this the Batman Batman and, Robin. and Robin as well. Um, was that Clooney? Yes, it was. was Clooney. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was Val Kilmer was a, he was a good Batman. The Batman forever wasn't a bad movie. The, the Batman yeah. and Robin was bad, but Batman forever was pretty good. I did not realize that, uh, Val Kilmer played Kit in the, reboot of Knight Rider. Oh, he's the voice? Yep. He has a that's great voice. Well, that's, yeah. yes, that. He had a great voice. Yeah, I'm actually waiting until Kira gets old enough to watch Willow. Ooh. Well, that would be one I could see would be kind of scary a little bit. Yeah, totally. But, yeah. you know, it's worth, it's worth watching. What about Princess Bride? Is that... I haven't yet. Because that's not... She's not really into live action. She's, like, kind of written, written off movies. So I have to, like, convince her. Like, she hasn't even watched Toy Story 4. Oh, really? It's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I go to a theater, it, it, it helps if I bring a friend. Mm-hmm. And, like, we watch, like, like Frozen 2, she's okay with just because she likes the franchise already. But, like, we've taken her to a couple movies, and she's gotten scared in some. And then the ones that we watch at home, like, we try to watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is one of my favorites growing up. She just got disinterested because I think it's live action. So, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Because the beginning part is a lot of setup. Like, if they started shrinking the kids, like, right away, I think she'd be into it. 
but there's a lot of like setup before that happens and it's boring and I get it. She's five. I don't even know how well that movie holds up. I have not seen it in a very long time. I may have to watch it again now, now that they're, they're having the new one. Yeah. And like, she gets scared of Home Alone. And if you think, she's like, people are coming to rob the house while the kid's there by himself. Home Alone? It's messed up. Home Alone? I mean, granted, we were older when that came out. I think we were already 12 or 13. or I think it, cause I think it came out in 91. So we were already over 10. But that, that could be a scary movie. Remember, The Furnace was terrifying. Yeah. She likes all the pranks and stuff. Like, that part she loves. Like, when they, like, go to the house and, like, they fall and do all that stuff. Like, she loves that part. But, like them kind of intimidating him and threatening him like in the streets and you know in his house and all that stuff not fun not cool <laughs> and, the, and the scary old man who lives next door yeah it, it turns he, out he's not scary but he just they, he, they think he's scary yeah and then the you know the person that replaced him in the second one the bird lady who's supposed to be oh, scary yeah right oh. donald trump's in that one too the second one it, it, not not yeah. in canada yeah, they cut him out. Seriously? Yeah. yeah they, they cut out that. Because it's like... Don Jr. Well, he, made a tweet about it. Yeah. It, but it, but the thing is, is that... Yeah. yeah the I mean, it's, it's absurd anyway. He, he's in it for what? He was contractually obligated... They were contractually obligated to put him in the second one because they were shooting at the plaza, which he had just bought. So he's right. like, okay, you can shoot the plaza, but I have to be in this movie. Um, and even though there's no purpose for him being in it at all, like no. he, it's just Kevin McAllister's walking through the lobby and needs directions. Right. But yeah, they cut it out of the the Canadian the C. Uh, what is the Canadian? It's Canadian broadcast CBC. Something like, like that. Their, their version of BBC. Right. Um, yeah, cut that tr- that thirty seconds of Trump out and just have it that be a commercial break now. But the thing is, is they they've had that cut out for I think six or seven years. Yes. Like the, the Trump Jr. was trying to say like, oh, Canada's trying to cut Trump. Like it's this is not new. No. They, they just cut him out a long time ago because it was stupid that he was in it in the first place. Well, if I, I mean, don't quote me on this just because I haven't researched this in a while because I work in advertising. But if any celebrity or anybody is running for political office, there's only a certain amount of screen time they're allowed. So yeah. if they are in a film or something, they need, they usually cut them out. Yeah, hmm. it has to be equal. Like when you have two yeah, candidates it has to be running, equal screen time. which was, and I, I, the, I had never heard that before, but I remember it was a big problem when Schwarzenegger ran for governor of California. Yeah. Because then, then they were like, well, shit, now we can't air any? Schwarzenegger movies. Because con- it's not considered an endorsement of any kind, but it is considered airtime. So, like, and I imagine, I, I don't know when this, this law was enacted, but I imagine that was a big problem when Reagan ran, too. Because, like, you know, right. it's like... I don't think know, that they, was the they, same kind of issue, though, because the B-Cowboy movies wasn't... They weren't... He wasn't. He wasn't as big. Obvi- well, nobody's as big. <laughs> excuse me, as big a star as is Schwarzenegger, obviously. No. But he, but he was. He had more more things on air than Walter Mondale did. True. The, yeah. The closest, like the closest one after that would be Jesse Ventura. True. The or Al Franken. Oh, Al Franken. Yeah. Forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was the whole. That yeah. Stuart Smalley. What was the? What was the name of the movie? It wasn't. Was it called Stuart Smalley? No, I don't think it was called. Uh, hold on. It was one of the, in the pantheon of uh, of SNL movies, ter- skits turned movies. That that's not on the. There's Wayne's Worlds on one end, and uh, Stuart Smalley and um, it's Pat are on the, far on the other end. <laughs> I enjoyed it's Pat. I was working in the turn- store at that time. I kept recommending <laughs> it to people, and they're like, "What is this?" <laughs> I don't even know if I saw it. It's it's not it's what it's such a strange, borderline transphobic skit. Looking back, um, uh, here it is. Stewart saves uh, his family. That's the movie. I knew, it wasn't, I knew it wasn't just Stewart, but I think the one the Pat movie was called like it's Pat. Yeah, and it was yeah. awesome. I mean, it's almost, it's like in the same like threshold as what's her name Molly Shannon's movie. Um, Superstar. Oh, um, Superstar. Night at the Roxbury is is um, solid. It's it has moments, but it's pretty stupid. Well, I, I think <laughs> Ladies Man. Oh, Ladies Man! I saw that. <laughs> at, I saw that as screening. No, wait, was that a screening? At UC- no, no, no. The one, the screening I saw at UCLA was Undercover Brother with um with uh, Eddie Griffin. Oh yeah, not the not the same movie at all. I was just confusing the two. Uh, but yeah, Ladies Man. Yeah, there was a lot of. I mean, the the, the there was a big big difference between the the good ones and the bad ones there were i don't even remember there being that many mediocre snl movies like they were either re- good or just terrible 
I mean, did you see the like not most recent, but like kind of recent press tour that Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Holland did for Spider-Man? I think for Homecoming or whatever the most recent one is. They both like on purpose dressed up like the guys from Night at the Roxbury. I saw that. And they would do like all their interviews. They had T-shirts and gold chains and blazers. I'm like, is that like a thing? And then they went to the premiere and they did it on purpose just for that. Like they they did that gag throughout the entire press tour. Good on them. <laughs> it's such a weird reference too. Yeah, it's, it's probably like, they, it's genius on their part because it probably took people a, a while to to pick up on it. Because in the beginning, you'd be like, "Okay, they're dressing strangely," and it would take you. It's not something you get right away. Well, especially because sometimes they're separated, so they're not sitting next to each other the entire time. So it's just like. That's an interesting choice, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> like, what, what, what are you wearing? And they're like nice fitted suits, you know, but they're just in a t-shirt and a gold chain. And I'm like, okay, interesting. <laughs> but you put them next to each other and they're doing press together. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> awesome. I love them. I did not know They're this. like, they're a cute bromance. They are, yes. Good on them. These are the random things that I notice. Well, no, I mean, that's, the, that's Hollywood cool. Reporter did an article about it. Oh really? Yes. So there you go. So you're not alone there. Anything? Any other exciting things happening in the news? I haven't really, to be honest, I haven't really been watching the news. It's been kind of infuriating, except for the whole Nancy Pelosi thing yesterday, calling Trump a morbidly obese. Yeah, that was pretty funny. She, she, uh, yeah, she tried to not sidestep it, but tried to be polite about it. But uh, yeah. That was funny. I'm sure a ton of people are taking offense to that. And I'm like, dude, if the, 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 the tables were turned, he probably would have said fat slob or something very yeah. derogatory, very awful. But she's using the clinical term. Morbidly obese is a clinical term. And it's, and, I mean, he, and it's true because she wasn't just making it. I mean, it was a knock at him and a, and a deserved one. But she was making the point of that he is in a high, um, you know, a, a not high impact group. But, you know, he's in a group that... That, that does have a higher chance of being affected should he come down with COVID. Or specifically, it had to do with this the hydrochloroquine, the, the anti-malaria drug that he claims that he's taking for no reason um, that causes issues for people with heart disease. And based on his size, one would assume he has some sort of issues with heart disease. I mean, it, it's an assumption, but, you know, you never just given his diet, age, and weight, it's not, it would, it's not that big an assumption. Well, to give you guys an idea of what's trending, President Plump and uh, ah. Fat Shame are two of the two, two of the hashtags. Oh, he are... didn't he didn't fat shame him. No, no, like, but exactly what Sam said is like the medical term of mor- morbidly obese, and that that's I was going down the rabbit hole there for a little bit before we started this because I was like, oh, and it had to do with this, and I was looking, and everyone's like, this is the medical terminology that she used. This is not her fat shaming. Yeah. Yeah, her, his own doctor said that he's obese. Like, use the term the the the, the current doctor, not the one before who who claimed he weighed two hundred and thirty pounds. Two two thirty six, like Tom Brady's weight or something like that. Something it was something like that. Yeah, which was clearly clearly true. Yes, um, absolutely. I, I saw a really kind of you know not to stay on morbid things, but um, saw today that. Um, one of the downsides of what's going on right now with it's a, it's a plus on one hand is that. Um, uh, car accident de- deaths by car accident are way down Shocking. from what they from what they normally are because people aren't driving. Um, so there are far fewer accidents, fewer drownings, all these other things that are in, that the death rates are down. But the problem it's presenting is that uh, organ donor lists are going getting so much longer because the three top um, sources of organ donation number one is car accidents 33 percent of all organ donations come from people who die in car accidents people aren't dying in car accidents so now the now people aren't donating organs and the other two are people uh people who die from stroke and heart attack are don't they donate their organs for for organ donation and people aren't because people are afraid to go to the hospitals a lot of people that are dying now from stroke and heart attacks are dying at home because they're afraid to go to the hospital and their organs can't be harvested anymore because by the time the, the med- medical personnel get to these people who are dying at home, their organs are useless. So now it's become a – so it, it's, while it's great that people aren't dying as much from these horrible things, it's become a huge problem for people who need or- organs, which is really strange. And I had n- I, it's not something I would have ever thought about. Hmm. 
On the flip side, though, I was talking to um, Diane, and she said that it was in the LA Times, but apparently, even though there's less people driving, but in LA proper, there's a lot more accidents and stuff because, or not accidents, but like, like maybe accident. I don't, I don't remember what she was saying, but there's a lot. There's still the same amount of incidences because people are just driving faster because there's no. Traffic. Yeah, because it's open roads. It's it's fast and the furious out there. So it's it's been I think the same levels in the LA area. So, but across the country, I can see obviously there's a lot less people driving, so there's a lot less accidents and stuff. But LA special. Oh yeah, it's special, special kind of madness here. Well, that, we have that, a lot of street racers in our street now. Like they keep drag racing. I mean, they've been doing it before this whole thing happened, but it's becoming more and more now because I think they're just bored. Yeah. I was just, actually, I was just going through Twitter, and there was a. I think there was a seizure of 44 cars. Uh, what was it? Oh, no. Breaking news. 44 people arrested and 29 cars impounded. And four weapons recovered after authorities bust major illegal street racing operation in Atlanta. So not here in L.A., but it's just kind of... I don't think your you're part of town is the only one that is itching for some uh, NAS to, uh, NAS to the... NAS. 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 Nice. Well, there's so many like unincorporated districts in like downtown and stuff. Like, can't they just go there? Like, literally, my house is on a busy street, and if anything happens, like, I'm always terrified that like a car is going to drive into my house. Yeah, and that's my fault because I live in the corner and I chose that house. But still, like, because there's always so much traffic between La Brea and La Cienega. When by the time they they get through that traffic, they just drive so fast to get to the next street. And there's usually lights, but the lights, you know, people kind of Fudge drive it. right by them sometimes because there's been accidents that were, they just weren't paying attention. I'm like, dude, there's stoplights for a reason. And so people, especially in the middle of the night, will just ignore it because they don't, there's no traffic and they'll just drive right by them. It's annoying because I could tell how fast they're going because mm. it's so quiet. Yeah. But it's dangerous and it, it makes me worried. But it's one of those things where I'm like, can't you just go to, there's like so many other places around town where you could actually do drag racing and nobody cares. The cops don't care. It's like a, like, you know, it's a warehouse district. Like, so it's not like people are working or anything. If you know, yeah. well. <laughs> I mean, maybe you should like uh, stand out with a sign being like, this is where you should go race, you know? Yeah. But I think a lot of it too is that people are outside videotaping, so they're they're taping it for probably the internet or YouTube or some BS or whatever show. I don't even know, but probably they are getting out of their cars and, and and videotaping it too. So that's what annoys me even more. It's like, okay, you're doing this stupid trick for you know views or something. Like, really? It's like all those stupid people that do stupid shit like on YouTube to be funny or whatever, and then they end up hurting themselves. But that's the whole part of being funny is they hurt themselves. It who doesn't want to see that because i mean we haven't had that with jackass and dirty sanchez i don't know whatever i'm sure there's other shows that people just i think there was like a snapchat show where people are just getting punched in the in the the gentleman gentleman regions just because that was that's entertainment to people classic comedy is it i mean oh yeah i guess there's always that simpson thing where the old man gets hit in the nuts and wins an oscar exactly like the mole man he walks out he's like oh and just falls over that that was the movie <laughs> worst movie ever <laughs> but then again the simpsons are i think i honestly am convinced that someone time traveled that is one of the creators of the simpsons because they're too spot on in the past. A lot of things for well so is family guy has too which is strange like family guy's gotten a lot of just very specific things that they that they weren't even predicting the same as simpsons they were just making jokes which at the time just seemed kind of mean like kevin spacey uh, with kevin space but family guy famously made a joke about um bruce jenner being transgender and it was just a throwaway joke that that but it was 10 years before he actually ever came out that was just very you go back and look at it you're like how on earth did they know that like it's just very. Maybe strange. there were some rumors or something. Because I mean, the whole Kevin Spacey thing. There's been rumors. Oh yeah. For yeah, that years one. Years. Yeah, but like, and maybe there were about Bruce Jenner, and I just, I just had never heard them. But it was just a very, very specific joke, well before it ever happened. Hmm. Just very, is very strange. Well, who knew that his stepkids would be that famous? So go figure. Youngest self-made billionaire in the world. I wouldn't call. I mean, self-made is a stretch. No, I mean, no, she's kinda. not even close. 
Not even close to self-made. Eh, boosted. Still got there, though. I mean, yeah, in oh, theory, she... sure. If you want to say self-made, sure, because it's, it's her product line, it's her makeup, it's her whatever, you know? She's branding it, but, like... I mean, OPI I was foolish enough to buy it. Who was? OPI. It's, a, like, the number one, like... A nail polish oh, company. Yeah, nail polish uh, company that... They just buy things. I think they only bought half of it, yeah. but they, you know, the quality... You know this because their company used to work there? Yes. I'm aware of this because... Yes, I used to date someone who worked for this company, and go on. It's such random knowledge. It's such random knowledge that you have. That's the only reason why I asked. Yeah, yeah. They, I do have a lot of random knowledge. There's no debating that one. Useful? No, no. Random? Yes. I wish my brain worked in a better way. Like it doesn't though. It's like who got drafted where in like the 1999 draft in the NFL? Why? I don't know. Why that one sticks? And yeah. Useful, useful stuff for no reason. Good for trivia night. Every so often. Yeah. I do get screwed when there's a... If Nate's not around and we're doing a, the anything musicals or plays, I'm dead to rights. Anything science, gone. Politics, eh. So. I was a history major, and even my history is going bleh. So, you know, like, it's been so long since college, so it doesn't matter. I mean, I got my 20-year reunion coming this year. Oh, oh for college? Yeah. Yep. So. Wow. Yeah, we're still a few years away from that. I'm like, oh. It's just two, Nate. It's just two. <laughs> I said a few. <laughs> But hey, we're we're just happy to be here. Uh, Sam, recall you recall the time that you and I almost died in the Rocky Mountains? I'm just happy to be here. Hey, to be fair, I hadn't driven in four years. I didn't have a car in college. We decided to go on a road trip to St. Louis, and then we drive Chen's car, who which probably didn't have an oil change for like a year, and it was like a forerunner, really loose, and I didn't know what I, where I was going or what I was doing. And everybody just decided to fall asleep while I was driving. I, the was, I was awake. I was awake for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, that, that car had a check engine light on before we left. So yeah, we, Oh, that's we, a that risky, a, that's a ballsy our, move. Our senior year spring break, we decided to forego the, well, sophomore year spring break. I did the Cabo generic, you know, cliched spring break senior year. We decided some, Sam, I, and, and two of our friends, um, one of them being the aforementioned friend who I met by copying her notes after I fell asleep, decided to drive from UCLA to St. Louis via the Southern route uh, by Grand Canyon, all that. Right. And then stayed at my house here in, in St. Louis for two or three days, then drove back the Northern route through the Rockies, through Colorado. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the car, I don't know why we chose, well, I know why we chose that car because my car was a tiny convertible two-door convertible so that would have been horrible for a road trip but yeah it was a um it was a forerunner that already had a check engine light on and because and she admitted she hadn't checked she hadn't changed the oil in years it had the loosest steering i've ever been in the car i remember driving with a couch in that car and i almost crashed on the 101 because the steering was so loose so yeah i don't blame you sam for almost killing us in the rocky mountains i'm just saying you almost did that's a fact if I was behind the wheel, we same thing. But yeah, but absolutely, the girls were sleeping in the back, none the wiser. Yeah, so that's the problem. Like I barely drove, like in high school, and then I came to college, and I didn't have a car. So my experience driving was not very high. It was awful. Yeah. It was terrifying, actually. And I remember we were listening to, um, was it Will Smith's Greatest Hits or something? It was like a CD, and we kept listening to it over and over again because I was too afraid to like literally eject it and switch it out. For another one, because I mean, that it's, all not checks about, out. it's not a bad that album. Checks out. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. guys. Um, well, Sam, I want to say thank you for coming on. Oh sure. I didn't. Really, you didn't realize? <laughs> didn't, have a, didn't have an agenda or anything. No, right. So that's good. <laughs> well, no, that like anything. This show is just uh, let's have some free thoughts and see where it goes, and you know, fit right in, shall we say? So, um, um, so, so what? I was gonna say. Um, I was just going to plug a show right now. Go um, for it. If you're not watching Insecure, it's really good. No, no. Oh, yeah, oh, Insecure. Okay. Yeah, HBO. But it's filmed all over my neighborhood, which is nice. Oh. 
Okay. I, I don't have any shows to plug because I don't watch much, but um, I, I can't believe I didn't bring this up earlier, Hugh, but I was very remiss in not reminding you or letting you know that today is the 31st anniversary of Roadhouse. 30, 31 years today, it was released in theaters. How do I forget? How do I not I, I don't know recall? how that's not in your calendar. I don't, I don't know. Now, now it's, it's going in my calendar right now. Roadhouse. It's going to be Roadhouse Day, and you're going to watch it every year. I watch it every day anyways. <laughs> So same time next week, we'll do a we'll do an in depth uh, into Roadhouse. Can we talk about Bloodsport next week? Thanks. Oh, absolutely. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's gonna take a while for Kira to watch that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. We know ne- next week will be the deep dive into Bloodsport, and you'll be have you'll have to have Kira watching it in real time. No. Just to, just to say. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. No. No. All right. Guys, have a good one. And Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you yeah, for was, being on. We'll talk to you yeah. soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.